Live from the College of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at Michigan State University, it is now time to go beyond the X's and the O's with WKAR's Current Sports. You want to go after an athlete? One of my athletes? Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a star receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Yes, did I express to them I was mad? I was furious. Just furious. I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. We're talking about practice, not a game. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cat. Here's your host, L. Martin. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of WKAR's Current Sports. Folks, it is July 6th, 2021. It is really the the day after the official July 4th holiday, right? Because seeing as though July 4th fell on a Sunday this year, it was recognized here in our great nation on Monday. So many of you probably had Monday off like myself. So uh, many of you are getting back at it as it feels like a Monday, but no, it is a Tuesday. Okay. (laughs) And I I thank you guys so much for allowing current sports to be a part of your weekday afternoon. Hope you guys had a great fourth. How was your fourth? I I would love to know how you guys celebrated July 4th. It is one of my favorite holidays out there. And, you know, it's a time where we gather with our our family, friends, loved ones, and we eat some good food, right? Um, You you hit the grill, you throw some chicken on there, some ribs, some burgers, hot dogs, maybe, right? You know me, I don't I don't eat pork, so I I, I cut out all my red meat, you know, and, um, you know, I so it's it's a lot of turkey burgers for me now, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of turkey burgers and chicken for me now, all right? Uh, but, I, but I had a great July 4th holiday with uh, with family, friends, loved ones. I really hope you guys did as well. But I, w- I would love to know how you guys celebrated. I know that, and this is how it always happens, right? Every single year, I feel like I come here on the airwaves after July 4th, and I have to chew some of my listeners out because you're still popping fireworks and it's like July 24th, you know, <laughs> it happens every single year, you know, even even before this weekend, you know, as I'm getting ready for bed uh, around where I live, I'm hearing fireworks go off like pre fireworks before the holiday. You know, last night I heard them just about every single night throughout this this weekend. I heard fireworks going off, especially, of course, on july 4th but you know and and you know for me i'm a i'm a dog dad and dogs for all of my dog lovers out there dogs do not like the sound of fireworks 
they, they just don't. And immediately when they start to hear that popping, many, if not all, um, get a little scared and, and they begin to hide. So uh, my pup every night has shot right under my bed and has been um, pretty scared. <laughs> so, but that's the way it goes, man. Every year I deal with this. But, um, you know, for those who did pop fireworks, and, and look, I'm, I'm a fireworks enthusiast around this time of the year. You know, I, it's a tradition for, for my family and I to to go out there and, and you know, we, we buy a lot of fireworks and pop them off the night of July 4th. All right. You won't you won't catch us throughout the month doing it. So I get it. But gosh, I mean, it's July 6th now, folks. Come on now. Let, let's wake up here. And celebrate responsibly as well. I, you know, I I I, um, I signed off of last week's current sports by just saying that hey, for those who do do indulge in fireworks, please celebrate safely. All right, every time you light that fuse, make sure that it's pointed in the right direction and that you are sprinting, not walking, but sprinting away. And unfortunately. In our headliners, um, I have to bring to you guys a story about a now former National Hockey League goalie who sadly lost his life over the weekend in this state, in Novi, Michigan. Yeah, pr- pretty pretty wild story that uh, that has been making um, national headlines. So please, if you're out there popping fireworks, do it safely. Make sure you are taking every precaution necessary because they they are fun, but they aren't toys. All right. So with that being said, man, a lot to get to on today's current sports, folks. A lot to get to. The NBA Finals begin tonight. That's right, as Chris Paul makes his NBA Finals debut after, what, like 16 years in the association, taking on Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton and company, and the Milwaukee Bucks. So Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks, game one of the NBA Finals tonight. Also, I want to dive into the soul cap being banned at the Tokyo Olympics. You know, the, the Olympic Games... As we are, you know, now just like weeks away from the beginning of the Summer Olympics, the Summer Olympics have been making headlines here in America for a lot of different stories. None bigger than the Shakari Richardson story, you know, the the young track star from LSU who tested positive for marijuana, <clears throat> and that led to her being uh, suspended. For 30 days, meaning that she will not compete in the 100 meter. So that, that's been like the story that everybody has been talking about and everybody has been reacting to. You got my reaction to that story last week. And, you know, I noted that, yeah, she broke the rules. I get that she broke the rules. All right. But that doesn't mean that the rule is nonsensical. Makes no sense. Marijuana does not enhance your performance. It does not make you faster on the track and field. And the fact that <laughs> we have so many states here in America that have that have legalized the drug. Why even test for it? Makes absolutely no sense. So if anything, the rule needs to be changed. And then the, the, the other layer to Shakiri's story that 
You know, she used marijuana as a release to try and heal from the loss that is her biological mother. Very, very important aspect to that story that many, when bringing up the fact that she broke the rule, she knew the rule, many are ignoring when, when making their argument as to why Shakiri is in the wrong. We are all human. And for those who have lost a parent, you can sympathize with what she is going through. But anywho, that story has really been the story, the Olympic story that everybody is talking about. I mean, there have been numerous, you know, um, numerous petitions out there virtually in which you can sign to to hashtag let her run, you know, her being Shakiri Richardson. Uh, many celebrities and, and, and professional athletes have come out and, uh, and voiced their support of Shakiri Richardson. That story has been dominating headlines. And there's also another headline that is making the rounds, at least here in black America. And the story I'm talking about is a ruling against swim caps for African American hair at the Olympic Games. That's right. As the International Olympic Committee ruled that Soul Cap, which is a, a brand producing swim caps for black hair, Soul Cap does not meet the standards of what the International Olympic Committee deems as correct standards for the, the Olympic Games. And they have been they have been ruled out. And I'm going to tell you why that ruling is incredibly tone deaf and why this is yet another step backwards for the Olympics and also the sport of swimming, specifically as it pertains to black people. All right, so I'll get to that story. Got to get that off my chest. And we have weekend winners coming at you. I want to talk about the Rocket Mortgage Classic and how thrilling that was. How great was Sunday, right, at the Rocket Mortgage Classic at the Detroit Golf Club as that thing went to a playoff and the city of Detroit showed up and showed out and showed that the sport of golf certainly has a home in the D. Yeah, that was great. The Detroit Tigers are winning baseball games. Whoa. Whoa. Incredible stuff. I want to give mad props to them later on this hour. And also, I have one weekend loser that comes from the world of sports broadcasting. Pretty well-known sports broadcaster, Rachel Nichols. She has been making headlines this week. Not positive headlines, but, but negative headlines for a recording that was leaked to the public in which she basically attacks Maria Taylor. There's a lot of jealousy in this recording, which you'll hear a bit of the recording and you'll get my thoughts on why Rachel Nichols is, you know, and I, and I rarely do weekend losers, but every once in a while I have to include it. All right. Where I give you some winners and I'll give you a loser. And, and I got to give, 
a weekend loser award to Rachel Nichols on this one. All right. So a lot to get to on this July 6th. 2021 edition of WKAR's Current Sports. If you would like to be a part of the hour, you know that there are multiple ways in which you can do so. Pick up that phone and just punch in 517-355-WKAR. Hit call. Leave us a voicemail at that number. Again, 517-355-9527. And you will hear your voice here on Current Sports on the Wednesday edition of the show. You can also weigh in via social media, facebook.com slash WKAR News. Leave us a comment anywhere there on our Facebook page. And you can also tweet us. Tweet me directly at Al Martin, WKAR, or tweet the show at WKAR News. You know what's next, though. Here are your current sports quick hit headliners for this Tuesday edition of Current Sports. I want to start here. Mad props to Mel Tucker and the Michigan State football program as they continue to make headway on the recruiting trail, specifically in building up the future of Michigan State's defense. Add a Willie from IMG Academy, the famed IMG Academy in Florida. He announced his commitment to Michigan State yesterday. Unlisted in 247sports.com's composite rankings, the six foot one, 185 pound cornerback is rated as a three star prospect by the recruiting site and is listed as the number 92nd corner nationally. He previously played for Legacy High out in Broomfield, Colorado, before transferring to IMG back in 2020. Now, Willie picked the Spartans over Colorado and Arizona with other offers from schools such as Boston College, Kansas State, Vanderbilt, West Virginia, and Virginia. So a lot of schools going after um, this three, three-star three prospect. He is the Spartans' 13th commitment for the 2022 class and fourth defensive back, along with Georgia safeties Malik Spencer and Quavion Glover and Tennessee athlete Shannon Blair. Now, Tucker also brought in four high school and four transfer defensive backs during the 2021 cycle. So, again, Mel Tucker and his coaching staff is beefing up that defense. And I think Michigan State's defense is going to be in a pretty solid position in the years to come. All right, now we got some Michigan football news as Michigan's football program landed a key target in the 2022 class yesterday clearwater florida gather four-star defensive end mario eugenio announced his verbal commit to the wolverines in a live video on instagram the six foot three 240 pounder is ranked as the number 282nd prospect 
and number 13 edge rusher in the class per 247 Sports Composite Rankings. He chose Michigan over 31 other offers. 31 offers. That's what a four-star offer, what a four-star ranking will do, I should say. Uh, and, and among some of those other schools were Oregon, Iowa State, and Miami. Michigan entered Monday with the number 12th recruiting class nationally. So despite all the criticism, Jim Harbaugh continues to recruit pretty well, despite the fact that when it comes to the development of those top recruits, a little bit suspect, right? Not a little bit suspect, a lot suspect. (laughs) Uh, But Michigan landing four-star defensive end Mario Eugenio from Clearwater, Florida. All right. Devontae Jones, some Michigan basketball news here. Devontae Jones will be playing for Juwan Howard and the Michigan basketball program this season. The grad transfer guard, he made the announcement yesterday that he has withdrawn from the 2021 NBA draft and will play another season of college hoops. Now, earlier this offseason, Jones announced that he was transferring from Coastal Carolina to Michigan. At the same time, his name was in the NBA draft with the option to return. So he has chosen the option to return. Now, Jones eventually participated in the G League Elite Camp along with Hunter Dickinson and former Michigan players Mike Smith and Sean D. Brown. And I'm sure that Dickinson, Smith and Brown were in the ear of Jones saying, hey, man, come to Ann Arbor. We love playing for Coach Howard. You'll be great. We'll love playing with you. So, yeah, uh, he was not invited. Jones was not invited to the draft combine. Last season, Jones averaged almost 20 points per game, 19.3 points per game to be exact, seven rebounds and about three assists and 2.8 steals for Coastal Carolina. He is six foot one. He also shot 48% from the field and 36% from three-point range. So he can shoot the rock. So looks to be a great addition for Juwan Howard as, uh, again, Devontae Jones will be playing for the Michigan Wolverines this upcoming year. All right. Willie Peralta pitched seven scoreless innings and Zach Short hit a two-run homer as the Detroit Tigers, who have been on a little bit of a roll here, the Tigers beat the Texas Rangers 7-3 on Monday night at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. The Tigers, who are 39-46 and on the season, they have now won three in a row, five of their last six, and are 9-4 and four since June 20th. What is going on with the old English D? I thought they were going to be complete trash this season. Now, look, I'm not going to be reactionary here. There is still a lot of baseball left to play, but I want to give the Tigers props because it is rare when I get the chance to do that. So Willie Peralta, who was called up to Detroit for the first time on June 15th, he now has a 2.14 ERA and hasn't allowed an earned run in his last 16 and two-third innings of work. So the Tigers and Rangers will meet again tonight at 8.10 p.m., Tigers righty Jose Urania, who is 2-8 on the year with a 6.22 ERA. He will face Rangers righty Dane Dunning, who is 3-6 with a 4.38 ERA so far this season. So we'll see if the Detroit Tigers can make it four in a row tonight against the Texas Rangers. 
All right, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, great atmosphere, great tournament down at the Detroit Golf Club. And Phil Mickelson, please come back. Please come back, Phil. Don't let one reporter ruin it for the city. All right, one 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 attention-loving reporter ruin it for for the city of Detroit. We love having you, man. After a 72-hole thrilling, thrilling, thrilling round uh, of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, um, 72 holes and a five-hole playoff, the Rocket Mortgage Classic crowned its third champ on Sunday evening at the Detroit Golf Club. Tied after four rounds, Cam Davis, Troy Merritt, and Joaquin Neiman headed to a sudden death playoff. Now, Neiman bowed out after the first playoff hole, played on the par 4 18th, which was his first bogey of the tournament. Both Davis and Merritt parred to move on. So, And then there were two, right? Their playoff lasted another four holes before Merritt missed his par putt on the par 3 15th, handing Davis the 2021 Rocket Mortgage Championship. Now, with the win, Davis made, check this, $1.35 million. Mm, that must be nice, right? That must be nice. Overall, I believe like $7.5 million were, were handed out at the Classic. But awesome, awesome stuff. I have more on the Rocket Mortgage Classic. I thought that, you know, those in charge of the uh, the Classic and those in charge of the Detroit Golf Club did a phenomenal job throughout those four rounds, especially, you know, all of the rain that the city of Detroit specifically, we got, we got a lot of rain here in East Lansing, but the city of Detroit had such a flooding problem as, as hundreds of people had to deal with flooded homes and, and cars abandoned on the street due to the excess amount of rain that occurred last week. And look, the course was flooded, folks, completely flooded at the Detroit Golf Club. And those in charge of the Detroit Golf Club did a remarkable job of making that course playable throughout four rounds on the PGA Tour. Uh, Just amazing stuff. Again, more on the Rocket Mortgage Classic uh, later on during my weekend winter segment. All right, the Montreal Canadiens were on the brink of elimination in the Stanley Cup Final on Monday against the Tampa Bay Lightning as they blew two leads in Game 4 and were burdened with a four-minute penalty kill heading into overtime. Josh Anderson scored the game winner less than four minutes into OT, his second goal of the night as the Canadiens avoided becoming the first team in 23 years to get swept in a Stanley Cup Final in a 3-2 win over the Lightning at the Bell Center in Montreal last night. Now, the victory extended the series to Wednesday's Game 5 in Tampa, Florida. The Lightning, meanwhile, fell to 0-4 in overtime this postseason. They just can't get it done in extra sessions. Had the Lightning won yesterday, it would have put them in rare company. The Canadiens have appeared in a record 35 Stanley Cup Finals, but only one visiting team, that was the 1989 Calgary Flames, only one visiting team, that team, clinched the cup on Montreal's home ice. So Tampa had an opportunity to do that yesterday, but did not happen. But yeah, only the 1989 Calgary Flames 
have celebrated a Stanley Cup win on the ice of of Montreal. That's that's pretty incredible. All right, and as many of you know, as I stated to start the hour, the NBA Finals will begin tonight, Game 1 on ABC, a 9 p.m. tip time between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns out in Phoenix. Again, Chris Paul, that's really the, the, the major story heading into the NBA Finals, the fact that Chris Paul, who is arguably a top 10 point guard of all time, he is playing in his very first NBA Finals game tonight. So major, major stuff there. And, and also, as I touched upon to begin the hour, very sad news coming out of the world of hockey that, that has a direct local tie but is making headlines nationally, folks. A medical examiner in Michigan said an autopsy has determined that Columbus Blue Jackets goaltender Matisse Kivlinikis died of chest trauma from an errant fireworks motor blast and not a fall. Um, that there were reports coming out yesterday saying that that he had you know he was in a hot tub and during the the fireworks accident he he, he got out the hot tub and slipped and fell directly on his head and hit his head on the concrete and that's what caused um, his passing but uh, it was actually the uh, the injury sustained during the fireworks motor blast in which he he took a shot from that blast directly to his chest yeah this uh this occurred in novi michigan and police there said the motor style firework tilted slightly and started to fire toward people nearby on sunday night now the 24 year old kif lenicus he was in a hot tub and tried to get clear with several people and he took that shot directly to his chest um, just incredibly sad stuff, and it just, just, just in, in the details of it, it, just really unnerving. And, and that's why I, I say this every single year: those who are indulging in fireworks, they are they are so fun. I get it, but make sure you're doing it safely. Make sure you are doing it safely, folks. But you know, in, in Kevlinicus, he is the goaltending protege of Manny Legacy, Detroit Red Wings great. And Kivlenikis actually was was, uh, attending a wedding that Legacy hosted at his house. And that's the event where this took place. So that's that's a direct tie here. Because I was wondering, okay, what is a Columbus Blue Jackets goalie doing in Novi, Michigan? And um, he was at the house of of, of Manny Legacy celebrating this, uh, this wedding in you know, is in the hot tub, and, and that's that's when this accident occurred. But really sad stuff. Uh, Kiv Lenikis, who was undrafted, uh, he signed with Columbus as a free agent back in 2017. He made his NHL debut at MSG, Madison Square Garden, back in, uh, in January of 2020, stopping 31 of 32 shots to beat the New York Rangers 2-1. But the, the, the hockey world is certainly grieving his death. And actually, there was a moment of silence during um, the uh, the beginning of the, the Stanley Cup finals last night between the Canadians and the Lightning. So just just really, really sad stuff and thoughts and prayers 
go out to uh, to everyone who knew him, all of his family and friends. Uh, just really, really sad stuff there. Okay, folks, less important matters as we move along here on WKAR's Current Sports. Let's hit our first break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the NBA Finals beginning tonight. Again, the uh, the, the NBA Finals debut of, of Chris Paul. And also, the Soul Cap being banned at the Tokyo Olympics. The reasoning behind it and why it is incredibly, incredibly tone deaf. Uh, that and more. You are listening to the Tuesday edition of WKAR's Current Sports. We'll be back. Right, welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports again. I really hope that you all had a fantastic July 4th holiday, that you got a chance to eat some good barbecue, that you got a chance to 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 just be around loved ones this year. You know, and it's, it, man, just thinking back to the pandemic, right? COVID-19. Now, now, we are still in the midst of a pandemic, folks, in case you have not heard. And we, we still need to take precautions. But now with the vaccine rolling out and the, and the CDC recommendations, you know, and, and you know, travel bans being lifted and, and our state here in Michigan opening up, you know, we for the first time in, in more than a year now have the opportunity to gather and and be mobile. Unlike this time last year. Right. I think last year. You know, uh, I, I just sat around and I think I made something on the grill, but but I was, you know, I was in quarantine just like just like all of you guys were. I could not, I, I just barbecued alone. I, I could not drive to Detroit and see my family. I didn't want to because I didn't want to, you know, want to put anybody at risk there. And of course, the vaccine, you know, was not available to the public yet. But, you know, I was just thinking about that this past weekend. Like, you know, we've come a long way. We still need to to take precautions, though, because the Delta variant is still out there and there are still many Americans who, who are unvaccinated. But it just felt good to be outside, just to get out the house, to see family, friends, loved ones. Uh, that was awesome. So um, I really hope you guys got the chance to do that as we continue to truck along here in our nation and 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 try to uh, to get over get over the hump that is the pandemic right and i think we are we are certainly doing that so uh happy july 4th to you guys again hope it was great i want to get to this topic because in addition to the shakari richardson story th- this was just another story that just annoyed me and just just really it, it, i can't lie it, just, it, it angered me especially when Talking about the sport that is swimming, because look, black people, we don't we don't participate in this sport enough, period. We don't like being in the water. A lot of us can't swim. You know, I'm pretty sure many of you have heard that stigma, right? That man, black people, we don't do water. And it is so true. It's all throughout my family. You know, I constantly talk to my family and, and, and friends, you know, who are black about why we don't do water. And a lot of it has to do with our exposure growing up and our parents can't swim. So it's kind of just passed down from generation to generation. I personally, 
I, look, I can swim from one part of the pool to the next, but I can't tread water. And I've, I almost drowned, actually. A lot of people don't know this. I don't, I think this is probably the first time I opened up about this on current sports, but I almost drowned when I was like, I was like six or seven. Oh, no, probably a little older, probably about seven or eight years old, not six, seven or eight years old. And I went to the water park with my cousins. Now, for those who don't know, my, my mother is born and raised in Trinidad and Tobago, and they live around water. So, you know, out there in the Caribbean islands, I mean, you have to learn how to swim out there. But black people in America, a totally different story. So my cousins were in town from Trinidad, and they wanted to go swim. It was the summertime. They were, they were visiting from Trinidad. And, you know, my cousin Richard, they, you know, he, he's like egging me on. You know, we go to the water park out in Belle Isle. And he's egging me on, like, I'm going to go on the, the biggest water slide. You won't do that. And I'm, I'm nervous around water because, again, I can't swim. And I didn't know that this, this tall water slide, at the end, it empties you into a pool that is, like, like nine feet. All right? You can't, I can't stand up at nine feet. At the time, I'm probably, like, you know, I'm probably, like, five feet even. All right? <laughs> so I didn't know this. But he's egging me on, and, and I have always been competitive, even at, at seven, eight years old. So when he egged me on, I didn't think about the pool at the bottom being nine feet. I, I thought you could stand up in it. I assumed that. He goes up, comes down, swims out. I go up there. I come down, and I'm trying to reach the bottom of the pool with my feet. Obviously, that doesn't happen because it's nine feet. Also, I can't swim. My dad is friends with the lifeguard. So they're having a conversation right next to that pool. My sister's sitting on the edge of the pool. She begins pointing and kind of like laughing because I don't think she understood. She's younger than me. She's like two years younger than me. So she probably had to be like five years old at the time. So she's pointing at the pool and laughing because she thinks I'm playing around. And I'm just splashing and I'm just slowly sinking. My dad catches it, says, oh, that's my son. Get my son. The lifeguard dives in, rescues me, saves my life, and I'm just coughing up water. That moment, I remember that moment so vividly. Even today, I'm 30 years old now. Again, that happened when I was like seven or eight years old. I remember that moment so vividly, and it is so ingrained in my mind. And it's been one of those, those traumas, if you will, that, that I've had to deal with growing up. But I think I kind of got more confident in the water in high school when I did learn how to swim, you know, from one side of the pool to the next, because in high school, at the high school I went to, shout out to Annapolis High School in Dearborn Heights, Michigan, they they made you take a swimming class, you know, and I learned how to at least swim from one side of the pool to the next. But I, treading water is something still that, that, that I have not been able to master. So I, I'll, I'll get there one day. But but you guys hear that stigma. I mean, there, there are so many black comedians that talk about it, you know, from Richard Pryor to Eddie Murphy to, to Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. They always talk about they have a bit on on black people and why we don't like water, you know, and for 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 black females, they don't like getting their wa- their, their their hair wet because of, of you know, yeah, hair extensions and, and weave. You know, you don't want to get that wet. They want to keep it pretty. Right. So they don't they don't do water because of that. That's one of the big reasons. And for and for males, we just can't swim. We just weren't around water. We were hitting the basketball courts and 
and, uh, you know, uh, doing other things outdoors, mainly basketball, right? But nowadays, kids don't even play outside because they're just sitting on their smartphones and playing video games all day. But uh, in addition to in the black community, not going to the pool, that was not that's not a thing in the black community. So there's that stigma, right? For various reasons. So every once in a while, when you do see, you know, uh, a black person that that can swim, it's it's like a lunar eclipse. It's 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 rare, let alone a black swimmer who makes the Olympics. Isn't that incredible? That, that, that blows in the black community. That blows our minds. It, it really it really does. When we see a black swimmer competing in the Olympics. And, you know, there have been there have been a few that have that have that have come around and, and really awed us. Uh, none bigger than, than us right now than, than Simone Manuel, you know, who is amazing. She is amazing, folks. But the thing is, you know, um, the, the, the swim caps that are provided to swimmers. They, they aren't the most comfortable, according to to many especially black female swimmers, you know, who have, again, black natural hair that is of different texture than that of their Caucasian counterparts. So check this. Michael Chapman and Tox Ahmed, they are the founders of a company called Soul Cap, which is a, a, a specialist brand producing swimming caps for African-American hair. And it's 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 a brand that is blown up. You know, the, these swim caps are bigger and they're more comfortable and they fit right over. They give you more wiggle room. Right. And and those who are black and who use this product, they love it. But check this. The Olympic Games have outruled SoCat. Yeah. Chapman and Ahmed, they received a response to their application um, to FINA, which is the, the water sports world governing body, for their caps to be worn at the upcoming 2021 Olympics in Tokyo, citing the fact that they do not follow, quote, this is something, the natural form of the head, and that no athletes need, quote, caps of such size. Their application was denied. And the Olympic Games said that no, soul cap is banned. You can't wear these because, again, they don't follow the natural form of the head. No athletes need a cap of such size. How incredibly tone deaf is that? Right? And, and I'm pretty sure those who issued this statement, those who outruled this, aren't black. And they can't sympathize at all. And, it, and it's not like... Putting on a soul cap is going to make you faster. It provides absolutely no competitive advantage in the pool. But they outruled it. My goodness. It just, it it makes no sense. Now, uh, Torrance Thomas, who is a co-founder behind uh, Tank Proof, which is a nonprofit providing swim instruction to underserved communities across Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Austin, Texas, and San Francisco. Uh, They also work in close partnership with SoCap because they recognize at Tank Proof that 
the black community is underexposed to water. The black community does not take swim lessons. So tank proof has, has, you know, um, tried to reverse that, that trend in those, in those areas. Right. And, uh, Torrance Thomas talked about the ban of soul cap saying, quote, it doesn't give you an unfair advantage. It doesn't make you faster. It doesn't make you more streamlined. So the reasons they presented for making the decision don't make any sense. It's just not logical. And this is coming from Vogue magazine. That quote is coming from Vogue magazine. And, and, and I love this because, um, Thomas notes that, you know, this is an issue when it comes to African-American underexposure to water. It's an issue that can be traced back through many decades, even centuries of racial discrimination. In Jelf Wiltz's 2007 social history covering the birth and evolution of municipal pools in America, entitled Contested Waters, Again, this is coming from Vogue magazine. His research into segregated swimming pools spotlights the various ways in which access to water was used as a means of controlling and disenfranchising black communities, a legacy that has ultimately become deadly. Check this. In a study released last year in 2020 by sociologists uh, Alina and James Gadbury, for the International Journal of Aquatic Research and Education, the pair noted that this, quote, systematic exclusion from public pools has resulted in black youth being 2.6 times more likely to die from drowning. How incredible is that? 2.6 times more likely to die from drowning. As Thurman Thomas puts it, quote, swimming is a life skill. It's the only sport that can save your life. And that is so, so true. There's a lot of systematic racism when it comes to swimming, access to aquatic means in the black community, which is why you don't see a lot of brothers at the Olympics, a lot of sisters in the Olympics competing. It's because of these kind of things. And the fact that you outlaw soul cap which is directly targeted at at making hair protection more comfortable for athletes of color you outlaw it because it doesn't fit the natural shape of the head doesn't that sound like some that 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 sounds like the willie lynch letters if you if you ask me i mean just reading that it you know it the natural form of the head um, that, that is incredibly, incredibly tone deaf. And it, it just further, I, I just get further disappointed at, at headlines coming out of the Olympics. Um, you know, this headline and, and, and in addition to the Shakari Richardson story, uh, it, it just, it just turns me off, man. So yeah. What, what are your thoughts out there? You know, uh, I, I specifically want to talk to all of my, my, my listeners of color out there. Um, how do you feel about this? And that and that wordage as as to why they outlawed SoCap because I think it is utterly ridiculous and we got a long way to go. It's just another reminder that we got a long way to go as not just a nation but as a world when it comes to sympathizing or trying to sympathize with with the experience of of other cultures, other ethnicities, other nationalities. It, it just it. it 
annoys me. All right. Wanted to get that off my chest. Let's hit our final break. I'm going to give you guys an NBA Finals prediction. Yep. And I'll have weekend winners for you. And I got one weekend loser to also spotlight. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. Just a few minutes left here in the hour. And as we um, as we tick down here, I do want to give you guys an NBA Finals prediction because the NBA Finals begin tonight. Pretty big. I, I love the NBA. You guys know I'm a big, big NBA guy. Um, and I- I'm excited for Chris Paul. I will be rooting for Chris Paul throughout these NBA Finals. I I am going to make, um, I'm going to hold no punches back and letting that be known because I think this this dude, everything he's been through in his career, all of the injuries, always coming so close, yet falling just short of going to the Finals. He's finally here. He's playing elite-level basketball. How about that 41-point performance to close out the LA Clippers and get to this point? He deserves a ring. So, um, I'm going with the Suns here. I think Phoenix is going to win this series in six games. And the reason I'm choosing the Phoenix Suns, not because of, of, of the Chris Paul, solely because of the Chris Paul angle and, and how motivated CP3 is and, and how he's got his troops, his guys, his young stars, none, none shining brighter than Devin Booker how he's got them playing at a big, big big-time level. But also the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, we have seen so many injuries throughout these here NBA playoffs, and and, and that's another conversation I want to get to later on this week because there are are a lot of fans, a lot of players out there complaining about the, the, the lack of rest in between the bubble finishing last year and the start of this season, and, and how that has led to so many injuries taking place this NBA season. I'm going to get to that later on this week. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, he is doubtful to start this series in Game 1 with a, with a knee injury. And, and when he does, because he's going to play, he's going to, you better believe, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he, he wants a ring really badly. And whatever condition that knee is in, he's going to try and give it a go at some point in this series, if not Game 1. But the fact that, that he is dealing with this knee injury, that immediately all, that, that, that gives the Suns an advantage. I thought that they would already have a slight advantage if they did have a, a healthy Giannis. Because I think that DeAndre Ayton is going to cause him a little trouble down low. But the fact that he is dealing with a knee injury on top of that, um, yeah, I'm going Suns in six here. All right. Okay, weekend winners, a brief one here. The Rocket Mortgage Classic, a big, big shout-out to those who worked the Rocket Mortgage Classic at the Detroit Golf Club. Uh, It was a a great event to watch on television. I can only imagine what it was like to be there. I do know one of my colleagues, Scott Pohl, got a chance to go out on Friday and and enjoy it. He's got a few pictures with him, you know, behind the ropes, and, and Phil Mickelson teeing off a few times, which is pretty awesome. And the course condition... After being completely flooded due to the excess rain in the metro Detroit area last week, to get that course back on track, ready, just in time for a rain-free four rounds at the Classic, remarkable. 
So my weekend winner goes to the grounds crew at the Detroit Golf Club and everybody who worked it. It was a great event, and it was great to see my city on the spotlight of a PGA Tour event like that, um, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, Phil, come back. Please, please come back. Uh, also, the Detroit Tigers, who are on a complete roll right now, and <laughs> they won three in a row. They got a chance to make it four in a row tonight. They have won five of their last six games, are nine and four since June 20th. They, they are, are competing, and I think playing playoff-level baseball right now. I really think they are, folks. Um, but how long will it last? I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid right now. I'm just saying, right now, the Tigers, who are third place in the American League Central, have been playing some really good baseball. I'll just say that, all right? We'll, we'll see what they can do uh, tonight. We'll see if they can continue that tonight as they, as they take on the Rangers at uh, 8-10 at 8 10 p.m. tonight all right and one weekend loser rachel nichols um i don't have time to play the audio today so i'll do that on tomorrow's show but, but i got some points i want to make about the state of sports broadcasting today and, and, and how it really it really can pitch you against good people and, and how I, I just i just hate that side of our industry rachel got caught saying some things that were not right and that totally, totally attack and disregard the talent that is Maria Taylor. I'll get to that on tomorrow's show. But Rachel Nichols, major, major weekend loser. And I rarely do weekend losers, but I had to include her. And, I, and, I, and I'm a fan of Rachel's work. And I was very surprised as to what I heard in that leaked recording. Okay? But that will do it. Hey, the match Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Bryson DeChambeau from, I believe, Colorado. Actually, not in Colorado. It's going to be uh, at the Reserve at Moonlight Basin in Big Sky, Montana. Wow. Um, 7,500 feet of elevation, folks. Oh, boy. Yeah, Jack Nicholas designed this course, and I can't wait to see it on my television. All right, enjoy the match. Enjoy the NBA Finals. Uh, we'll see if the Tigers can win tonight. We'll see you same time, same place tomorrow. Be easy, people.